Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Lauren Taylor took over as president of Holder Mattress Company. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. Lauren Taylor, President, Holder Mattress Company. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. I'm happy to be here. We are so excited to have you and hear this story. I want to know, how did all of this get started? Because the company was started in 1947, and there's no way that you started the company. It was a little before <laughs> I was born, let me tell you. But this is a family business. I am actually the third generation owner of this business. My grandfather started it in 1947, and basically at the end of the day, he needed a job and learned how to repair mattresses, and then eventually learned how to build them, and here we are, going on 75. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I wanted to be a writer. I, in my mind, decided that I would just travel to Europe and hang out in cafes and write the next great American novel, maybe. But no one wanted to fund that for me, so I had to go to Plan B. And so you went to Purdue for undergrad. That's right. Yeah, I went to, I actually have a degree in creative writing from Purdue. That was the plan. So my senior year, we we veered to the left a little bit. Yeah. So what happened? How did this conversation even go? Did you always know you were supposed to take over the company? No, I never wanted to have anything to do with it, to be honest. Those who understand family business know that it's an oxymoron, right? You're either a family or you're a business and it's hard to be both. And so I grew up watching the chaos that having a family business created and I didn't want any part of it so fast forward to the summer after my junior year of college and it was a matter of okay do we close the doors and move on or do we find a new plan and I couldn't let it happen I was raised in that factory and wasn't going to let anyone take it over and so I decided I'll just figure out how to run a business really fast and jump in and that's what I did and how old were you I was 20 and uh, on my 21st birthday, I had my first official meeting with the team. Okay, let's, <laughs> we're gonna back up for a second. Yeah. Okay, what kind of position? was the mattress company in when you were asked to take over? Dire straits at that point. So, you know, building your own product was the meat of what we did. And so when the second generation took over, as often happens, and this wasn't my parents, but uh, aunts and uncles, when they took over, they were kind of that typical lazy second generation that, you know, we're not going to do a lot of the things we need to do. And they got a little sidetracked and ended up in a lot of debt. And so we We were approaching bankruptcy and we could have gone the way of let's close the doors and settle out or let's figure out how to, you know, reassess and get back in there and give it another try. And I wasn't going to let us walk away from it. So I jumped in at the beginning of bankruptcy proceedings. Okay, what did you see in this company (laughs) that other people didn't? You know what? I had a passion for this business that I didn't realize. So being, you know, taken to the factory on a regular basis. My grandfather used to watch me all the time when my parents were at work. I grew up in this factory, and I just couldn't let it go. What they did was so important. And I maybe didn't even understand all of the reasons why at the time, But I knew that this was my legacy, and there was sort of that voice in the back of my head, and it might have been my grandfather, but at the end of the day, it was 
jump in. You can do this. And honestly, I have an issue with authority. So being my own boss sounded really great. And so I sat mom and dad down and I said, I'm going to do this. And they said, no, you're not. <laughs> do anything else. Get Go someplace else first. Because they weren't in it. No. Right? They weren't no. a part of it. No, they weren't in it. And they saw where it was. And I said, no, I, we can do this. And I am going to learn everything I can. And I'm going to try. Let me try. And so they let me try. And here I am, what, 15, 16 years later? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So let's talk about that first meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. You decide you're going to take the reins. Yeah. You walk into the team meeting tough day what's the reaction (laughs) from the people in the room well I think it was mixed there were a lot of people who sort of saw where things were going and I think they were grateful for some change that gave them hope and I think there were some people that decided that you know this was going to be too much of a change and we had to you know make some staffing changes and some people decided to walk away and some people stuck with me and you know at the end of the day I don't blame either one I think it was probably a pretty big risk to take on a kid you know and but we did it I I wasn't going to stop I missed my college graduation because I worked I never took a vacation day I just I just did it every single day and worked as hard as I could So a lot of times when people are not in a business, a small business, a family business, um, if they don't own a business, you know, they don't understand that. We were talking about this before we started recording. CEO really means chief everything officer. Absolutely. So what exactly were you doing? Like what made you miss your graduation? What kind of things did you have your hands in? I'd clean toilets. I'd do anything. You know, at the end of the day, you don't walk in thinking, okay, I'm going to boss people around because believe me, that doesn't work. Um, you know, some of these people changed my diapers, probably. I mean, these were <laughs> yeah. these were people who have known me and my family for a long time. So walking in that first day, it's figuring out where the slack is and picking it up and finding your place and not stepping on toes, but, you know, learning what you haven't learned yet and figuring out a way to work with people before you you know, start bringing in your own staff and people kind of look at you in a different light. It took years to get to the position where I was really comfortable with the way things had worked out with our organization, with the staff that we had and, you know, some changing of, you know, some people and some places and some procedures. So, you know, I, I'm that person that if you tell me no, I'm going to do it just to prove you wrong. It, you know, that's that's it. I love a challenge. Tell me I can't because I will show you I will. And so, you know, as soon as they said don't do this, I thought, all right, watch because I am going to do this. And being there for as long as I've been there, I realize now more of why I did it. But at the time, it was like, you know, this feels right. I'm going to run with it. But now I, I sort of have an idea of, you know, what the real passion is and why we're really still working very hard to this day and doing everything we can to continue the practices that my grandfather established. And what is that passion? Honestly, it comes down to, which a lot of how we met, right, is this American idea. So, you know, where I grew up, American made was a big deal. And that meant quality, and that meant your dollar stayed in your community, and that meant you supported your neighbors. And so it really came down to doing something that was good for your country, your state, your community. And 
that's something that you know we could throw away and let corporations take over and we could send jobs overseas and we could send our money overseas and we could deal with whatever they sent us back in return which is not nearly as valuable as what we've sent away so a you know sort of a reason to continue small business and what is i think the lifeblood of this country is because we want great thriving communities it's because we want people who can be entrepreneurs and who can establish their own businesses because we want those small local mom and pop shops and not the big box stores everywhere and we can say that we want these things but to do it to be there to be part of it to connect to collaborate to maintain certain standards and ideals that are maybe not the most profitable but are the kind that let you sleep well at night, right? That's, that's the drive now. So we make a great mattress. We really do. We put everything into it. This is years and years and years of research and knowing the best raw materials are made in this country and only using materials that are made in this country. In fact, most of them are actually made right here in Indiana. So having this sort of concept from the beginning that you, know, you use this stuff because it's the best, and you use these companies because these are American workers. And you stay as local as possible because your dollars stay here. And when your dollars stay here, your schools are better and your communities thrive. And, and it just has this much greater impact than you realize, right? For the record, I did not pay her to say any of this. <laughs> she is a true example of an Indiana original. And coming up, the challenges and the successes Lauren Taylor's had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Local Matters is brought to you by Indiana Originals, a search engine to help you find and support local businesses faster and easier, just like Holder Mattress. You've been a member, what, a year now, I think? Yeah, I think we're, we're officially at a year. It's our anniversary. And tell us what it means to know that you have that Indiana Originals badge that certifies you as local. That's everything. We want people to know that we are Indiana first, right? And so if it's a matter of putting a sticker on the door, putting a badge on our website, we want people to know we are here. We support Indiana. We support our community. And that's the most important thing for us. So we wear it on our sleeves. If you're looking for local, look for us, Indiana Originals Leading Local Living. And another one of our members is also helping sponsor Local Matters, and that is McFarling Foods. If, if you're a restaurant owner, listen up. You have enough to worry about. Let McFarling help. They can help with menu planning, cost-saving tips, COVID-19 guidelines. They even supply tools like banners, signs, and QR codes absolutely free. McFarling is not based in another city or even in another state. That's the other guys. McFarling is from here. They are from Indianapolis, Indiana, and they are invested in this community. This is their home for over 70 years. Learn more about the McFarling way at McFarling.com. We've been chatting with Lauren Taylor, who took over Holder Mattress Company in 2004, third generation owner. True. What has been the hardest part about being not only a business owner, but a third generation business owner of a family business? Oh, that's a lot to unpack. Um, well, hey, it's a podcast. We it have is. no timestamp. We're good. That's right. Um, gosh. <laughs> so, you know, coming in as someone who was a child who grew up in this business has its own sort of unique perspective, right? Um, and people still look at you like a kid for a long time, even when you haven't been one for a long time, even when you have your own kids. Um, so that's a little bit of a challenge. Um I'm lucky in that my 
parents aren't involved in the business. So they can support me and be next to me and, you know, are there when I need them, but they are not involved in the day to day. So that makes the family business aspect of it a lot easier. There's less pressure on the family. Yeah. So let's catch people up in case they missed this earlier. So your grandfather started the business in Kokomo, Indiana Mm -hmm. in 1947. Correct. And then who took it over from him? So he attempted to pass it to his son, um, who sort of floundered with it for a while, and he continued to try and make that happen. And in the end, that landed us into a bad position. And so I took over after we filed for bankruptcy. Okay, so your (laughs) uncle, you took over from your uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you walk in, let's just say you probably have no idea what you're doing from maybe a management standpoint, but you know the business, you've been there, you Mm -hmm. know what needs to be done. Really good at winging it. Yeah. That is definitely a talent. (laughs) You know, I sometimes have no idea what people expect from me, but as Always long make as it, look it good, looks like right? you know what you're doing, you right? That's a good. big thing. Eventually, you figure it out. Now, I, you rely on the expertise of the people around you. You can't do anything without a good team. And if you don't know how to do it, you find somebody who knows how to do it, right? And you learn from them, whether they're a subordinate or not. Everyone has something to contribute. And, you know, I have some natural skills I can rely on, but those natural skills aren't going to build a mattress. Um, They tried to teach me to sew once. That didn't go well. So there's a reason that I don't actually build anything. (laughs) But I could answer the phone. So, you know, you figure out where your talents are, and then you find people that really, you know, supplement what you have to offer. Well, let's talk about what that operation looks like now, because you still manufacture the mattresses in Kokomo. Yeah. You have a presence in Carmel now as well. Yes. Yeah. So we have two retail stores. One is in Kokomo. One is in Carmel. And, you know, we service all over the country. But um, so those are our two main retail locations. And then our manufacturing facility is in Kokomo as well. Started there, still going there, going strong. And when did you open the Carmel Arts District location? So we moved there um, eight years ago. So we've been there for a minute. You know, they started really kind of changing Carmel and um, adding to the landscape. And we wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, we're in a building that is encompasses all home related things. So whether you're looking for flooring or, you know, home theater or accessories, gifts, draperies, you name it there is something in that building to offer. And so we we joined in. And your store is special. It has more than just mattresses in it. It does. It does. So we build a really great mattress. But instead of looking like that mattress store with rows of beds, you know, we wanted to kind of spice it up a little bit. So we have furniture that's built locally. We have upholstery that's built locally. We have accessories, gifts, fashion, jewelry. I mean, you name it. If we love it, we'll bring it into the store because that's how we do things. It's something that, you know, we're fond of, we're passionate about. And so that's why we sell what we sell. It doesn't necessarily make sense all the time, but, you know, it's it's our own personal favorite things kind of store. Well, and you have to try things. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've never met a successful business owner that's not a risk taker. Yeah. Yeah. I think we know that that's the case. If you, you know, look for water first, well, you know, you're not going to make it. You, know, you, have to, you have to be willing to jump into that pool with no water, right? That's yes. how it goes. Yeah. And what do they say? You build the parachute on the way down after exactly. jumping off the cliff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what is the most rewarding part about being a business owner? Well, the fact that I can give back. 
So everyone that owns a business has, you know, you have your agenda, you want to be successful, you want to be profitable, you want to keep people employed, you have all of those great things. But what business owners really do is they volunteer in their community. They get involved in local government. They get involved in local organizations. They give back. They donate. They contribute. They're a part of the community. That's what makes communities great. If you look around at the people who are doing things for your community, these are people who have built things in those communities, right? So every small business owner is contributing in some way on a you know national scale, but as far as a local scale, they are everything. So that's it. I get to be a part of and give back to my community. Well, and how many people are you, I mean, how many families are you providing for as well, just simply by keeping your business yeah, open and operating? Yeah, I mean, there's operating? a dozen families that really rely on us and what we do. And so that's just as important as anything else. I mean, these employees have their own families, but they're my family, too. You know, we are so small and tight-knit, and we have been together for so long that we're really invested in each other. So needless to say, this has been a challenging year. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, especially... You know, for someone like you, you have a retail location, yeah, right? You have a yeah. factory, you have people you have to Absolutely. take care of as well. What advice would you give to someone who is thinking about starting their own business? What's one of the biggest lessons you've learned this year? Do it. Now's the time. It's not going to get better. It's not going to get easier. Uh, I think having gone through multiple recessions, having gone through multiple disasters, natural disasters. My Kokomo store got, you know, torn up by a tornado a few years ago. Mm -hmm. We have seen it all, um, especially now with a pandemic and being shut down for two months and all of the things that came with that. Um, You know, you might as well. If you have a passion or a desire to do something, just do it. What's the worst that can happen, right? So we all are just going to work every day, trying the best we can. But if what you're doing is what you love, then you're willing to go that extra step to, you know, put in more effort than you would for anybody else. And so do it. Don't let anybody tell you no. You know, I think a lot of people ask, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, why do you work so much? Hmm. (laughs) And... I don't know about you, but for me, that answer has changed this year. It probably should have. (laughs) (laughs) What is your answer if somebody says, why do you work so much? Because I love it. Because I love it. I don't want to be... Granted, I have two children and a husband, and they are wonderful, and I adore them. I adore them more when I get my own time, probably. But um, honestly, my business was my first baby, you know? And I... I just, I absolutely enjoy every day that I go to work and the people that I work with. And it means everything to me. When we were shut down for a couple of months, I still worked every day. You know, I still stayed in touch with my team. We still kept everybody on payroll, kept everything going. We just didn't report, essentially. So, you know, I don't want to walk away from it. I absolutely adore it. I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. If I'm away too long, I miss it. I don't take vacations. I that's that's home. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to be. Well, I think that's really you know for me, I can understand that, right? Because you know we had Indiana Originals, and then two months later, found out we were pregnant with baby B. So now we have him. And then this year in a pandemic, why not? We launched Indiana Dot Gifts. Yeah, right. Makes sense. Online gift shop. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Exactly. So I think you've already answered this question, but I do want to ask you again. 
Why does supporting local and being known as an Indiana original matter to you? Honestly, it's because this is what we do it for, right? So of every goal I might have, it's not necessarily gasp that you have a great night's sleep. I mean, I want you to. I do. That's definitely what we build mattresses for. But the reason that we only buy American raw materials, the reason that we use as many Indiana resources as possible, the reason that we have stayed local, that we build here, that we do not import anything from overseas, we do not bring in you know more Chinese mattresses into Indiana is because we care about the place where we live. We want to make sure that your dollars stay here, that your neighbors are employed here, that we are self-reliant, that we support our own economy, that we, if we want you to buy local, we have to buy local, right? So we practice what we preach. And I could let everyone else do it and be that person who just says, well, it's not, it's not on me. It's somebody else's job. But that's not who I am. That's not who any small business owner is, right? We're the people that get out and do and realize that it's not going to happen without us. So being an Indiana original means that I am part of this really great club of people who make a difference in this state and in their communities. And there's nothing better than that. And so being able to say that and to have that badge in front of my business lets you know that I care about your community. Above anything else, I care about what happens here and what happens in the state and whether or not we're successful and whether or not we're self-reliant. Those are things that mean so much to us. And that's why we're part of this club. And that's what we're all about. I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm going to cut this out and share that with people in a different way because that was... an amazing explanation and that's truly you know at the heart of what we do and lauren besides indianoriginals.com besides our app where can we find out more about you and how can we support your business i love it so holdermattress.com you can find pretty much anything there and in this weird pandemic year we pivoted a little bit and now you can purchase anything that we sell whether it's mattresses or gifts or accessories or fashion or you name it you can buy it all on our website so go to holdermattress.com yeah we're e-commerce really? baby oh my Welcome. gosh i need those sheets yes i've yes, had those sheets I've, i saved it i took a screenshot on my phone. Yes, you do. So when I get up there next, I can get them. But now I can just get them online. Yeah, and you won't regret it because you know those are the sheets that are on there because they're the sheets that are on my bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we pivoted this year. We've got e-commerce going, so that's big. And, of course, we always love it when you check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Pinterest. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us just about anywhere. And we'd love for you to stop in and find us, too. We've got lots of ways to save shop. And we... You You know, being a small business, like a lot of small businesses, will do anything we can to make it easier and safer for you this year. And while you're thinking about holidays and shopping and all of those things, you can send your money to the richest man in the world. Or you can keep it local, which is what we're really hoping you do. And so whether you come to us or you come to another boutique or Indiana Original that's what we need you to do. We've got to do it ourselves. So none of my money is going to go to Amazon for Christmas gifts this year. We're going to go to some small local businesses because guess what? They're struggling and they're not going to survive and they're not going to be around the next time that you think about them. So give them your money now. Buy gift cards if you're not wanting to shop. And I promise you so many of these small businesses are going to be grateful for your dollars this year. And they are also going to do anything they can to make it easy. And if you want good service, 
which by the way, who doesn't want good service, which is something you hardly get anywhere anymore, mm-hmm. walk into a small business because those are people who know how to serve. One of the best memes I've seen going around the internet right now, you may have seen it. It says something along the lines of, you remember those restaurants and those boutiques and those companies that you know supported your baseball team or donated that pizza? They're calling in the favor. Exactly. So let's exactly. turn that around. Yes. Let's support them as much as we can. Lauren Taylor, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. I'm happy to be here and grateful to come back anytime. And I implore everyone to check out the app and figure out where you can spend your money this season because these businesses rely on you and you're going to be grateful for having them in your communities. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Originals and McFarling Foods. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana Original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why Local Matters at indianaoriginals.com and on our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, and check out indianaoriginals.com.